It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Eagles fans? Welcome in to another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's Locked On Eagles, as always, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase joining you on this Tuesday edition of the show. It's episode number two this week of five. Downloaded into your phone when you subscribe to Locked On Eagles, wherever you get your podcast. Guys, we're available on all platforms, on Apple, on Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, you name it, all platforms, five days a week, Monday through Friday. And we're always, always talking birds on Twitter at Lockdown Birds at DBLCLOE. Guys, we've got two more days until Philadelphia Eagles football returns. How awesome is that? Yes, it's the preseason, but Nick Sirianni said today, most players are going to play. So we're going to see Jalen Hurts. We're going to see Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Darius Slay, everybody hitting the field on Thursday against Pittsburgh. And guys, what's awesome too, we're going to have you covered with some video now starting on Thursday. Our YouTube page is officially up and running. We kind of hinted at this during draft season. We did a live draft show on YouTube. We did some videos. We've been doing video previews on our Twitter account, but our Lockdown Eagles official Twitter and YouTube accounts now will be having videos weekly on top of your daily podcast episode. So be on the lookout for that. Make sure you subscribe, please, to our YouTube page to get weekly updates on our videos. Now you get to see those beautiful, ugly mugs that are me and Gino's Italian faces starting on Thursday. Today's edition of the show, guys, it's going to be a preseason mailbag, and it's brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. We're going to get you, the listeners, your questions in on today's edition of the show. Before we do that, a quick injury update today. Some not-so-good news for young prospects from the 2019 NFL Draft and the 2020 draft on both sides of the ball. Two players are now week to week. The injury is starting to pile up again, but hey, that's Philadelphia Eagles football, baby. That's the way it's been since 2017. On offense, left tackle Andre Dillard. He's week to week now, according to Ian Rappaport, with a knee sprain. And we all knew, look, as you guys heard on yesterday's show, NJ Eagles beat reporter Chris Franklin said it was all but over, right? Jordan Maialata had just been way ahead of the game compared to Andre Dillard when it comes to that left tackle battle. It wasn't really even a battle. It's been night and day how much better Maialata is than Dillard. Dillard has really struggled in every facet of the offseason. Well, now with that knee sprain being week to week, it's all but over. No, it is over. Jordan Maialata is going to be your left tackle, the Philadelphia Eagles left tackle in 2021. That officially ends it. So you're going to see on Thursday, Maialata is going to take all the first team reps against Pittsburgh as the left tackle blocking for Jalen Hurts' blindside. The more frustrating news is on defense. Safety Kavon Wallace in year two, he has suffered a groin injury that is going to make him as well 
week to week. And that's really disappointing because he's one of those top guys on defense I'm looking forward to seeing this year. Because outside of, you know, you look at Davian Taylor, you look at Milton Williams, obviously still Josh Sweat. You look at some of the guys that are maybe going to be part of the future of this defense. Maybe it is still Eric Wilson and at safety. Maybe it's Anthony Harris. But I think there's only a couple guys that have a really good chance of being here four plus years right now on defense. And Kevon Wallace is one of them, especially on the second and third level. It's mostly a veteran group of guys. So that's why I'm so into Davian Taylor, and it's just so disappointing that he's week to week. And the same here with Wallace, especially considering Rodney McLeod is, I don't know, he's aiming for week one, but even if McLeod plays week one, I can't imagine he's just going to go back into playing every single snap like he was doing in 2021, kind of replacing Malcolm Jenkins. So with McLeod kind of being limited or out, I was really looking forward to seeing Wallace as a starter next to Anthony Harris, seeing Wallace in a much with a much bigger workload because last year he just couldn't get on the field with Jim Schwartz preferring Marcus Epps. And so Wallace is one of those guys that you're trying to answer a question about in 2021. Can he be a long-term piece? He might be right now at safety. Again, you could sign Harris to a contract extension. McLeod's not done by any means necessary, but I'm talking like long-term, long-term. He might be there. He is their only option. I think on the roster right now at safety, considering Howie Roseman really doesn't draft safeties a lot. Maybe Marcus Epps can do it. He's been having a strong summer, but I mean, the last two years, we've seen what Epps can do on the field in real game action, and it really hasn't been all that impressive. But that's the injury that I'm more disappointed in right now is Kevon Wallace being week to week. Of course, we still have over a month until the Eagles play the Atlanta Falcons week one, so let's hope we can get Wallace back on the field and a guy like Davian Taylor as well, linebacker, because Taylor was having a really, really strong summer. And those are two of the top defensive prospects that you want to see pay off that came from that 2020 class. All right, guys, let's get into a mailbag edition of Lockdown Eagles coming up next. I want to hear from you, the listeners. We're going to get into that coming up next. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Today's episode of Lockdown Eagles is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action, including the NFL, which has its preseason Kicking off this week, the Eagles take on the Pittsburgh Steelers on Thursday night. And guys, if you want to make the preseason a little bit more interesting, you can bet on it at betonline.ag. Currently, the Eagles are one-point favorites. Minus one is the line in favor of the Birds, plus one for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the over-under right now is 35 points. So once Joe Flacco's in, look, we all love the backups, us diehard Eagles fans, and watching the players in the roster bubble try to make the team. But for those casual fans out there that want to make it a little bit more interesting, you can bet on the over-under and everything about that Eagles-Steelers game on Thursday. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Bet online is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKDOWN, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. All right, Eagles fans, let's answer some questions now. A mailbag edition of LOE. I want to hear from you, the listeners, with the Eagles' first preseason game coming on Thursday and all this training camp action we've been absorbing the last few weeks. What are you thinking about when it comes to the Birds heading into the regular season and the preseason starting Thursday? The regular season, I mean, it's August 10th right now. September 12th is Eagles-Falcons. We're four weeks away, and that is going to come up really, really quick. So let's start with some questions. Let's go to Chris Armour, who emailed us. You can always tweet our questions in at LockdownBirds, at DBASILOE. Gino's Twitter account is at GC24 underscore football. But you can also email us as well, LockdownEaglesPodcast at gmail.com. And again, our YouTube page is up. If you subscribe to the channel, you can always ask us in our inbox there. You can leave questions in the comments section of our videos, mailbags, whatever video it is, you can always leave questions there and we'll get to them on the episode. Again, we have opportunities for a lot of questions because we do more podcasts a week than any Eagles podcast, considering we do it Monday through Friday. Chris Armour emails in if, and I like this question a lot because I was just thinking about this the other day. If Zach Ertz is on the team, by week one, and he's actually playing on the Eagles this year. He's not traded right before the season. He doesn't play just one or two games, and he's dealt. Like, if he's on the Eagles this season, are they? is the offense going to run 12 personnel the majority of the time? The, the answer, I think, is I hope not, first off. That's my opinion. What I think is going to happen, that's what I want. What I think is going to happen is, yeah, they're going to be pretty 12 personnel centric. Like it's not going to be 70, 30, but will it be 60, 40? Like it's been, or even it's kind of been 70, 30, a lot of the time, but that was more off necessity because of how bad the Eagles receivers were or how badly injured they were. I just think though, if Zach Ertz is on the team, yeah, you're probably the majority of the time going to play him instead of Travis Fulgham or Quez Watkins or, you know, Greg Ward, John Hightower, or any of those third receivers. Jalen Hurts has built a really good rapport with Ertz this year, as well as Dallas Goddard. And I think Nick Sirianni, look, when you're a coach, and once the, you can say all the right things in the offseason about developing and about long-term success and kind of mirroring what your general manager says and Howie Roseman and your owner and Jeffrey Lurie, who are very long-term centric right now, that's why they fired Doug Peterson, or that's at least why they justify it. But Then it's different when the season starts. Then it's about wins and losses, and Sirianni wants to win. So I can't imagine if Quez Watkins is struggling or Travis Fulgham that he's going to keep Zach Ertz off the field and they're going to go 11 personnel or even, you know, four receiver sets a majority, a vast majority of the time. But for me, again, I want them to be 11 personnel. I want these targets and these snaps to go to the guys that are developing for the future. I'm prioritizing this year development, especially with the young receivers like Fulgham, like Watkins. Those two especially, I do not want to see have snaps and targets taken away by Zach Ertz, who I love and we all do in Philadelphia, but he is not going to be here. The latest he's going to be here is until next offseason. So there's really, it's kind of redundant to do that. It's kind of pointless outside of, of course, growing Jalen Hurts and his progress. But, you know, I just, I want to be, it's not just that. I want to be an 11 personnel team. I'm 
And again, 2018, 2019, like Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, they were so huge for you, especially at the end of 2019. Like they really were the big difference in the passing game that allowed Carson Wentz to get so hot, even when he was throwing to Deontay Burnett and, you know, other guys like Joshua Perkins and, you know, Greg Ward and Robert Davis. But I don't, that's a necessity. I don't, it's not a preference. I don't want to be that when we don't have to be. I don't want to be a compact 12 personnel offense when you have the explosiveness and the potential that this year's receiving group does. Now, of course, if they don't produce, they don't produce, and you got to put out the guys that are going to get open for your quarterback. But I think Fulgham and Watkins, if given the chance, if given the patience, are going to do it. They've shown at a certain level in the regular season, in training camp, and in the preseason that they can do it. Give them time, and let's see if they can do it more consistently now in year three for Fulgham in year two for Quez Watkins. It's kind of the same reason with Ertz in this this question. It's kind of the same reason I don't want Greg Ward out there when Jalen Rager is playing at the Z spot. You know, I think Rager is going to mostly be the slot receiver this year, but if there's times he's on the outside with Devontae Smith, Greg Ward on this uh, first edition of the depth chart that came out today from the Eagles was listed as the starting slot receiver. But to me, it's like, Greg Ward, too. What good does it do having him out there when he's not a long-term piece? You know, he's just a guy. He's a great depth piece, but the answers at that third receiver spot are not Greg Ward, and or I should say that third or fourth passing target. It's not Greg Ward, and it's not Zach Ertz. And again, 2021 is supposed to be, if we're listening to Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie, Considering what they did this offseason, it's supposed to be about long-term development. And Nick Sirianni is preaching the same thing. So let's see if he walks the walk. He's certainly talking the talk, but I don't know. If Zach Ertz is on the team, I just can't imagine he's sitting on the sidelines. I just can't see it happening. Leo tweets in, Do you know what's going on with Jacksonville Jaguars cornerback C.J. Henderson and any chance that the Eagles would trade for him? It's a great question, Leo. It's a very mysterious situation right now with Henderson, who just a year ago was a top pick for this Jaguars team. And look, I loved his man coverage ability at Florida. I loved his speed, his toughness. And we all know the Eagles don't have much of anything on the roster when it comes to the long-term future at cornerback. So he would fit right into the timeline. But at the same time, guys, I know the person that, and I talked with him last night about this situation. I know the person that broke the story about Henderson, and that was the first one to kind of know what was actually going on here. And let me tell you, Henderson is in a rough spot right now. That's all I can say. I can't really say anything more, but Henderson is not in a good place, and I don't think he is somebody right now that you could trade assets for. And Urban Meyer is not handling this the right way. Urban Meyer hasn't handled anything the right way this offseason, both on and off the field. These trade rumors are not helping the situation, but I'll tell you right now, it's, I think it's, I don't want to say it's an untouchable situation considering nothing. I think to the Eagles is untouchable, i.e. their interest in Deshaun Watson, but I would say right now, don't expect that for a while. This edition of Locked On Eagles is brought to you by rockauto.com. Save time and money 
when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Rock Auto, their prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could need brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. They are a family business. They've been serving auto part customers, do-it-yourselfers for over two decades, over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your baby, your car, or your truck. Write down Locked On in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you here at Locked On. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's go to another question here from my man, Lawrence, who's back on Twitter at Uncommon Curtis, my boy, one of my favorite guys to talk Eagles with. He's one of our OG listeners. Shout out to you, Lawrence. He tweets in, how much do you buy the talk that Jalen Hurts is a gamer more than a practice performer? And that may be leading to his inconsistent passing this summer throughout training camp. I buy into it a lot, Lawrence. I think this is a great question. Considering his biggest strength is making plays outside, and we saw this last year at Oklahoma, at Alabama, Jalen Hurts thrives outside of structure, right? When plays break down, when he can use his legs. And you can do that more in an actual game setting. He's somebody that gets up, especially for the big moments, for sure. You saw that last year. You saw it in the SEC title game. You saw it a lot throughout his collegiate career and now in the pros. Some players are just better built in the game, honestly. I play in a, and this is so dumb and trivial, and it's not even close to the same thing to compare myself to Jalen Hurts, but even me, like I play in a, in a roller hockey league and I play goaltender, and during warmups, I'm letting all these baby shots in. But then in the game, I don't know. I've been hot lately. The last four games, I've only let in three goals. And just the minute that... The, the real action, it's kind of like Tim Tebow is the same way. The minute the game starts and the real live thing sets in and that adrenaline gets running, it's just, a different, it's just a different sport, honestly. It's just a different way to go about it. But at the same time, I will say, I do not want my franchise quarterback to struggle in these easier situations like practice. When you're not having any pass rushers in your face, when you can't be touched, and you're still an inconsistent passer in that kind of environment that's very, very, very quarterback-friendly, then when it gets tougher in games, when there's actual guys in your face and there's a lot of different obstacles you have to overcome, why should I assume you're going to be more consistent then? I don't know. And again, you guys know how I feel. I think it's more of just a reflection of who he is as a passer. But of course, we can't say that for sure. I want to get another question in here from Lawrence who asks, who I'm personally excited to see on Thursday. And it's tight end Tyree Jackson, who is really turning heads outside of Quez Watkins. He's somebody that all beat reporters are really talking up. The former quarterback turned tight end, 6'7". 
He was formerly the University at Buffalo's quarterback. He bounced around. He was with the Buffalo Bills. He even played in the XFL, but he just, he wasn't an NFL quarterback, but he had good mobility, a huge wingspan. He's physical. Like he's a big, he's built like Josh Allen, that kind of Cam Newton like quarterback, right? And again, he's 6'7". He's the size of a basketball player and he converted to tight end this offseason, and it's working. I'm really excited to see if maybe he can be the Eagles version of what Logan Thomas is for Washington right now, or what Terrell Pryor even was for a year with the Cleveland Browns going from quarterback to wide receiver. I cannot wait to see him in live game action on Thursday. And it's really cool because I was the producer for the University at Buffalo football team when Tyree Jackson was their quarterback for two years. And so to see him now compared to where he was, it's just an awesome story. He's a really cool kid and he's somebody that I root for hard. And he's got, the ceiling is incredible. Well, again, all about that physical ability, you guys know how much I like upside that's Tyree Jackson at tight end. So there's a lot of, of course, you guys know how into watching Quez Watkins I'm going to be on Thursday, but I don't want to say Quez because I've been talking about him on the show a lot and we've all been talking about him on Twitter. So if I had to say somebody else on offense, especially, I would say Tyree Jackson. All right. One more question on this mailbag edition of Locked On Eagles. My main man, Jordan, who's a very consistent listener to the show. Shout out to you, Jordan. He asks, and I always love talking about this every year. Favorite preseason player that no one ever really thinks about that didn't make the Eagles 53-man roster in September, but he just had a special place in your heart. Jordan, there's a lot of these guys, like Carlton Agadosi, Ifiani Moma. I really liked those giant wide receivers that were just extremely raw. Maybe that, too, is why I'm into Tyree Jackson. Again, I'm an upside guy to a fault, and most of the time it really doesn't pan out when the floor is that low. But I'll say another guy. He was a quarterback in 2013. He's a former, not a Heisman winner, but he's a college superstar that should have won the Heisman if he didn't get hurt against Arizona. And it's former Oregon quarterback and former Chip Kelly disciple, Dennis Dixon. And he didn't do much in the preseason either because the Eagles drafted Matt Barkley in 2013 and he stole all the third team reps. But I will say that I thought personally he was going to make the roster. And I even thought earlier that he was going to be the starter. I really did. I thought he was going to beat out both Michael Vick and Nick Foles, but I guess I'm pretty crazy. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Eagles. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's edition of the show. If you want to get your questions answered, I'm still going to be talking birds on Twitter all day long, all day, every day. Hit us up at LockedOnBirds at DBiaseLoe. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And let's go birds. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.